This Bites, discussing Milwaukee's culinary and restaurant culture. With Ann Christensen of Milwaukee Magazine and Tariq Moody of 88.9. This Bites is brought to you by Society Insurance. Welcome to uh, This Bites, Milwaukee's culinary podcast with the goddess of food writing critique, the lovely, magical, ever essence, a.k.a. Ann Christensen, and me, DJ Tariq, a.k.a. The Architect, recording from our respective boudoirs, living rooms, kitchens. I don't know where you're... Maybe you're recording your bathroom this time. I don't know. Are you recording a You'll shower? you never know, Tariq. <laughs> On this week's edition of uh, This Bites, uh, Mother's Day. Yeah, we're going to talk about Mother's Day. Um, different type of Mother's Day for most because of the stay-at-home order and the quarantine and all that kind of stuff. So there's uh, different places doing curbside options for Mother's Day to celebrate your mom. And we're going to talk about farmers markets that are opening this weekend and a really cool Facebook group that supports farms. It's like you can have consumer uh, farms sell directly to consumers, a great Facebook group, uh, over 20,000 people. It's a great virtual cooking classes we're going to talk about um, and also a virtual beer festival. And then Foundation Tiki Bar is back and then our cookbook of the week. But let's start off with um, how was your weekend? How are you doing? My week was pretty good. Yeah, it's good. You know, I find that when people talk about it being, what is it like, week seven of our, I don't know. I don't even know what week it is of our stay-at-home order or quarantining. It's hard for me to believe, you know? Yeah. But what have you been cooking? Well, um, I've been using a lot of what I have. And I've been cooking with a lot of vegetables knowing that um, I don't really need to have meat all the time. You know what I mean? I think I was used to eating meat. I, I was eating meat a lot more when I was going out more. And now I'm finding that I don't cook it as much as at home. Um, so I've been really having fun like cooking with a lot of different vegetables. And um, I... <laughs> One thing I always like to have a lot of and a big variety of is cheese. I've always been a big fan of cheese and I like a lot of different kinds of cheese. And so I tend to accumulate these different different cheeses, whether it's blue cheese, brie. Um, I always have a manchego, um, sometimes a cheddar, um, a parmesan, a romano, something like that. Um, I could have feta too. Um, is just using these somehow and not just, I mean, I'm frankly, I just, I love having cheese on just plain old cheese and crackers to me is so yummy. So I had this idea because I have all this blue cheese. Um, I made a crust or I made the dough rather for a crust and I want to do a blue cheese tart. Um, but I could also, because the, the dough actually might work for this too, I could make a galette, which would be a fold-over uh, tart. So it would be a, a free-form tart, not one that, that you put in a tart pan. Um, but I have uh, quite a few shallots, and I have some other sweet onions, and I was thinking of making sort of a caramelized uh, onion and blue cheese tart. I just think that sounds delicious to me. So, Anne, I decided to uh, make, to celebrate Cinco de Mayo, uh, made uh, carne asada tacos. The carne asada was ma- marinated in fresh squeezed orange juice, lime juice, vinegar, a little bit of soy sauce, and cilantro. Ooh, that sounds wonderful. Uh, marinated that for like six hours, skirt steak, 
Okay, that makes me want and meat right now, eight. Tariq. That makes me want meat. <laughs> and then I had a scallop ceviche uh, with aqua aqua yeah. chile, which is a, a blend of cucumbers and jalapenos, uh, parsley, cilantro, mint, a little bit of oil, a little bit of water, blended that together, and then uh, I topped that, I poured that over the uh, ceviche that was uh, sitting in lime juice, drained out a little bit of that lime juice and mixed it all together, put some red onions and, and some Fresno peppers on there as well, had some chips, made a fresh margarita for myself. So that was what I did for Cinco de Maya. Uh, and last week, week, weekend, I made a Vietnamese crepe, uh, Bon Zhao, uh, which is uh, kind of this rice flour crepe, crispy crepe. How did that turn out? It turned out pretty good. Um, the first takes, it got stuck to the pan. I might have to get a, I guess, a cast iron pan. It's not as non-sticky as for a crepe as I like it. Mm. So um, next time I'll probably get a, I'll get another special pan for that. Okay. Kind of the crepey kind of thing. But it tasted great. I made the, the, the kind of the sauce that goes with it, which is fish sauce, lime juice, and peppers and garlic and sugar, palm sugar. Um, but the crepes were full of shrimp and pork belly. And oh my God, it was so good. I ate like three crepes that day, full of ingredients within like two Ooh, hours. So that sounds wonderful. And the batter's full with rice flour, turmeric. I put a little beer in there to make it a little bubbly. So it got even more crispier. Um, and then I rubbed it, took the crepes chopped it up and put it in a lettuce wrap and dipped it in a sauce. And I had some beers to go along with oh, it. Oh, that sounds fantastic. Tariq. It's really easy to do. I mean, it just takes some time with the crepe. The better the pan, nonstick pan to do the flipping and stuff. That's great. So that's what I made coming up. We'll continue our conversation. It's mother's day weekend, mother's day this Sunday. And you know, a lot of restaurants, you can't take your mom out. So, uh, Anne has a round of places that doing mother's day curbside edition that's all coming up on this bites we'll be right back nonprofit radio milwaukee is brought to you by you a membership contribution is your personal commitment to music and milwaukee Visit RadioMilwaukee.org to check out your donor benefits and the thank you gifts to show off your 88.9 pride. We're back on This Bites with Anne, myself, Tariq. It's Mother's Day. My mom is far, far away. She just had a birthday. She just can't double (laughs) She's double dipping, so I don't know. I might just call her. I already bought her a really nice knife and a cookbook. Um, but Mother's Day is this weekend, and a lot of people normally this time take their moms out to brunch and dinner and all these special places for Mom's Day. But as you know, stay-at-home orders, a lot of restaurants, I mean, all restaurants are just doing curbside. You can't really take your mom out. But some of the parks are open. Maybe you can do a picnic as long as you're social distant. Don't do crazy. But you have a round of places restaurants that do a special Mother's Day meal curbside. So elaborate for me, Anne. Yeah, I mean, this is a very unusual year (laughs) for a lot of reasons. And uh, so if you want to celebrate Mother's Day, a lot of local restaurants have created these uh, pretty elaborate restaurant. I guess some of them are take and bake some of the so heat you know just reheat it when you get it home um, types of meals 
and um, some of them are brunches and some of them are dinners. And there's just a lot of really cool ones out there. I don't even, I'm not even sure where to begin here, Tariq. So Buckley's restaurant, which is over um, on, I think it's Astor Street, um, they have been doing picnic baskets uh, pretty much since the beginning of, um, of our quarantine. And for Mother's Day, um, their picnic basket is a honey-baked ham with mustard sauce. Um, or it features honey baked ham. Mm. I don't, I'm not sure it's a whole ham, but, um, I don't think it's a, it's not a whole ham. I mean, I think it would be sliced ham, cheesy scalloped potatoes and a bib lettuce salad with carrot ginger dressing. Um, and all of those components are made in advance and you can reheat it at home. So, uh, you want to call, uh, between eight, I'm sorry, between 11 AM and 8 PM. And you can order this for pickup on Sunday. Um, a lot of places are doing that too, where they have certain hours uh, set aside on Sunday, on Mother's Day, when you can pick up your order. You know, uh, I t- have talked about um, this little Spanish tapas place that it was so cute and it had just opened right before, you know, the Safer at Home order, essentially. I don't know. Maybe it was open two months tops. It's called Cavas. It's down on Erie Street. I know you've been there, Tariq. They are doing a three-course dinner, and it serves a family of four, and it includes two bottles of wine. Um, and this particular meal uh, features a, a mixed green salad with house-roasted red peppers and Spanish olives and a Spanish vermouth vinaigrette, um, a paella mixta. So the paella has meats and seafood in it. And the dessert is Anna's egg custard flan. Um, and as I mentioned, you get two bottles of wine with this. Merriment Social. Um, we've talked many times about, about Merriment Social. Their location is actually near your studio, 240 East Pittsburgh Avenue. They're offering a family-style spread that serves four to six people. And that features slow-roasted prime rib with whipped potatoes maple roasted carrots, a chopped salad, smoked whitefish deviled eggs, and a vanilla chiffon cake. Now, they're also offering a la carte options and mimosa and bellini kits, ready-to-pour breakfast Manhattans, bottled wines, Mistral. I know you're a big fan of Mistral. I am. It's, you know, down uh, on KK in in Bayview, um, and it's uh, part of the uh, Avalon Theater. Um, they have a take and break brunch for, for mom. And that features quiche Lorraine or butterscotch pecan French toast. You can also um, order a Bloody Mary or mimosa, sparkling wine or Valentine coffee. Those orders need to be placed by today, Friday, May 8th at 9 p.m. So you have all day today to call them. And order that. This list, I've got upwards of 27 restaurants on this list on our website. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. We'll, sh- we'll share a link to that over on uh, RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. Uh, next, um, let's talk about farmers, farmers markets. Um, yeah. It is supposed to get warm <laughs> eventually. Uh, it's farmers market season. Uh, you have some news about two farmers markets that's opening this weekend. Right. These, these are, are the they? two earliest farmers markets for us. One of them is Fondy Food Market. Um, 
which I don't know if you know this, but um, I, I believe that farmer's market uh, was established in like 1917. So it's a very, very long history. It's one of the right? And um, West Dallas, which is the other one I'm going to talk about, I think that one started in like 1919. So those two are both very, very old. Um, and um, farmer's markets, just so you know, um, are considered essential businesses under the safer at home order. And our farmers definitely need the support right now. That's a, that's a big deal. However, we also, they also, uh, all the organizers of these, of these farmers markets are working very hard to make sure that everybody's safe when um, they're there. So we're talking the vendors and the customers, you know, because all of us are, are, should be following social distancing. What both of these markets have done, Fondi and West Dallas, is that they both are posting special safety guidelines. So, um, so for instance, um, Fondi, um, which both of them start this Saturday. For Fondi, that's the early season market starting May 9th, and that runs through June 20th. That would be every Saturday morning from 9 a.m. to noon actually in late June that they start their regular season and those hours um, extend to Sundays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. But at this time, it's just Saturday mornings. Um, but uh, in, there, there's, um, you know, they have guidelines on, again, on how to stay safe at the market. Um, they are, uh, I know they're, they're, they've set up the vendors so that there's enough room in the aisles that people should be able to keep six feet between themselves and another him, him or herself and another shopper. Um, what this means, however, is that this is not the time to be like spending a lot of time just looking at things, browsing, socializing. You pretty they pretty much want you to get in and get out because um, you know uh, it's not the time to be hanging around and standing right next to next to someone. Um, you're not going to probably be able to pick out your own produce. You might, you can pick it out in the sense of you point to it, the vendor will pick it up for you. Um, you shouldn't be touching okay. it. Um, they would like, um, at Fondi, they are encouraging people to wear masks at West Dallas. I think they, um, are making it, uh, even more, I think it might be mandatory at, at West Dallas. Um, so, uh, and I'm actually, I am, I'm looking at their guidelines and it says cloth face coverings are required at West Dallas. So you want to be prepared when you go to have a mask. I don't think either of them wants you to bring your own bags. So, um, so just leave those at home. Fondy farmer's market is, is at 2200 West Fond du Lac Avenue. So it's sort of like Fond du Lac North Avenue and 22nd street. Um, West Dallas also kicks off, on um, uh, tomorrow and that's at 6501 West National Avenue. And, um, it is on Saturdays from one to six. And then it's also going to be on Tuesdays and Thursdays from noon to six on the West Dallas farmers com website. You can find out about some of the vendors. They have a partial list of vendors, with their websites. So you can find out a little bit more about what they're going to have this season. Now, um, it being so early in the season, 
I don't know that you're going to find a lot of produce yet, but I'm sure you'll find plants, possibly some greenhouse grown uh, produce. Um, I'm sure there's going to be things like baked goods, um, maple syrup, cheeses, meats. Here I'm talking specifically about West Dallas. Um, uh, But all of these things are going to just evolve as the season goes on. Next, we're going to talk about staying on the farmer's tip. There's a really interesting Facebook group that launched not too long ago and already reached over 20,000 members on this group. It's called Farm Direct Wisconsin. Basically, the description here, verbatim here, uh, farmers are hurting in Wisconsin. I know there's a lot of people who love to buy products directly from a farm but don't know how or where to look. If you are a farmer and have products to sell, list your city and what you have to offer. And that's what this Facebook has. And they have broken the topics into regions of Wisconsin. So this is all over Wisconsin. And I think coming out of this, I think people are going to start doing this shopping mm-hmm. differently for for their foods. I, I hope they I do. So like, um, like to be able to get some fresh foods from a local farmer. I think that the whole food system is going to be changing. Restaurants, uh, grocery stores, all that. After this is over, we're going to be doing things a lot mm-hmm. differently in the future. I really believe that. And I think farmers can play a, a bigger role in, 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 in how we get our food, especially local farmers. But this group is amazing. So you can go there, select the, the topics you want, South Central Wisconsin, West Central Wisconsin. Of course, we're in Southeastern Wisconsin. All types of produce, meats. I'm just looking right now at a post right now. Um, Jeff uh, Lean Farm. Yeah, they have a menu of what they offer from everything from breakfast sausages to different steaks, sirloins, chickens, eggs, um, soup bones, briskets, oxtail. Um, great deals, too, because like oxtail is pretty expensive grocery store. You can get oxtails for a really affordable price from the farm, and it's probably going to taste a lot better than what you get mm-hmm. in the grocery store. Guarantee that. Um, there's a farm in uh, McQuanago. Yerky family farm that's having like herbs and vegetables that you can pick up and they'd be available at the McQuanago farmers market on Wednesdays. Um, they even post people even post tips on how to break down pigs and stuff. So it's a really active Facebook group. Um, so, uh, there's sunset farm in door County that has a $50 monthly variety box offering meat and egg CSA. Um, it's really, really cool. I would love, you know, somebody who knows how tech to maybe take this information and provide a kind of a platform for these farmers to do it more efficiently so people can order and place an order and they get their money. And, like, I think there's an opportunity here for a win-win situation for Wisconsin farmers. Um, but it's really cool. So next is we're going a virtual we got a couple things virtual. We got virtual cooking classes and a virtual beer fest. Yeah, virtual beer fest. Um, first up, virtual cooking classes. There's a lot, a lot of classes going on. A lot of people doing cooking classes, virtual bartending classes. But we just got an email about one on the um, organized by the Near West Side. Uh, call themselves Made in the Near West Side. So they start doing these virtual cooking classes. They started last week. Featuring businesses, restaurants, uh, doing the cooking classes in the in that area, the near west side. So the other day, they started off with five o'clock steakhouse doing a um, class on how to cook a steak. Um, 
next week on uh, May 13th, Daddy's Soul Food and Grill is going to do a fucking cooking class, followed by Trisicolo, Peru, on May 20th. We're doing a cooking class. Um, and it will be, where would it be? Um, I assume it's going to be on their Facebook page, and far in the Near West Side Facebook page. But we'll, we'll find links for that and post it online for those who are interested. So, yeah, there is a that festival we talked about was postponed, doing it virtually. And you're going to ask, how are they doing a virtual beer festival? How am I going to do my tastings and drinking? And Because that's the best part of the beer festival, right? The, the beer drinking, right? Yeah, yeah right. So that's taking place May 30th from 2 to 4.30 online. They have a, they're still figuring out the platform and where they're going to do this virtual thing. Um, so, quote, the new virtual format stays true to the vision of the original festival to create a unique engaging experience for attendees enjoy great lager, not IPAs. IPAs are not allowed, just lager, while interacting with brewers from around the country. So... They're going to have uh, moderate panel discussions. A couple of them, Lager is Life, Why Lager is Special, Why Brewers Choose to Make Them, Brewing Better Lagers, Technical Aspects of Lager Brewing, and Lager in a Hazy World, Business Challenges of Making and Selling Lager. Um, but of course, those are great and all, but you know what people want to do at a beer festival. Mm-hmm. Let's drink them. Mm-hmm. So, in addition to those panels, there'll be virtual brewery tours and beer demonstrations, which will be recorded and made available on the Lager and Friends website. But then you can get special bundles prior to the festival that you can enjoy when the festival happens online. So, Gathering Place, who is uh, organizing this festival, is offering a festival bundle. Uh, the bundle for one low price includes a, a four pack of 16 ounce cans of the 2020 Lager and Friends collaboration beer, uh, and some glasses to go along with it. So you get a, at least you can taste along while you watch this festival online. And the festival is free, by the way, so you don't have to pay. So the virtual I I like those those um like kind of head those headers that they came up with. Lager is life. Um, lager in a hazy world. I do think that there's, um, those are kind of interesting. They're very compelling to me. We got a couple more things. Uh, we, uh, last, last time we mentioned that jazz estate, uh, uh, has been doing these, uh, take home cocktail kits featuring their, some of their popular cocktails at a jazz estate. Mm-hmm. I did one. I bought one the other time and I, and I spun some jazz to go along with it. I probably drank a little too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> doing it but now my next door neighbor virtual next almost next door neighbor a few houses down foundation tiki bar they're back they're doing some cocktail kits and they just launched their menu i think the menu's going to change every week you just got to call and make the order but uh just give you some recap of what you can get this weekend uh if you call uh you can get their classic mai tai there's the regular kit and their small kits so for those who don't want to drink 12 cocktails of Mai Tai, you can get one, a kit for three cocktails uh, for some of these offerings. So Mai Tai has aged rum, orange, almond, and lime. The Floridita Daiquiri, white rum, Lozardo, Marcherino, Marsh, Maraschino, cherries, simple, and lime. Dark and Stormy, which is always a classic, especially mm-hmm. when it's warm, whenever it gets warm. That's Bermuda rum, ginger beer, and fresh limes. And they have the El Diablo with tequila, blackcurrant, lime, and ginger beer. And then the small kits, again, they have the Mai Tai, which makes three cocktails, and then 
another small kit option is Kill Devil, which is a very popular one I like. It has aged rum, phalaronum, and bitters and lime. And your hours are just Friday to Saturday, 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. You have to call their number for pickup. You can walk in or call ahead, uh, cash or credit. Um, next, finally, it's our cookbook of the week, yeah, Anne. Um, that's right. What's your pick? Okay, this week? my pick is a book that I've had for a long time, and I've actually had a couple different versions of this book, and I'll explain. There's a woman in town named Alamelu Veravan, who is um, from South India, and I think she came out with her first cookbook back in the 90s. And it was, it really is, it shows you how simple it is to make, if you have the right ingredients, really wonderful, flavorful South Indian cuisine. You know, she uh, wasn't a, a, she's not a a chef. She's, she wasn't even really originally a cook. Um, She's an educator. And um, I think after she got married, she, she learned how to cook. And, um, but I, I think I gave my original cookbook that I had of hers to someone in my family. And then she came out with, Alamelu came out with a, um, a healthy version of it, which really isn't that much different, but I really like these books because again, they're really simple. Um, it, it, all it really takes is a, is one trip to, um, to an Indian grocery store to get these ingredients. You could order them online if you wanted to. And, uh, you know, it's, it's things that the types of things you might not have are things like black mustard seed. You, you might not have, um, the type of lentil or dal that she uses in some of these, um, some of these dishes. Turmeric, she uses turmeric a lot. I don't know if a lot of people have turmeric, but having ground turmeric is something you definitely want to have. But what I love about it too is that there's so many ways that you can cook vegetables that makes them seem just so delicious, not boring at all. So it kind of like makes you think so much differently about, oh, I'm going to cook lima beans. I don't really want lima beans, but guess what? Alamelu has this great recipe for cooking uh, lima beans it's in her you know, South Indian cookbook. So I just, it's a book, it's a book I've had for a long time and I really enjoy it. And, um, and again, I have made the investment and it's not an expensive one by any means, but the investment of having, um, a lot of those ingredients, um, the spices on hand. Are you going to be cooking from it? Yeah. I mean, another, one of the things that I need to get more of because I, and I love it. And to be honest, I don't know, usually I buy it in bulk and there's no way to, you know, you can't really, you can't go in a grocery store and buy bulk right now, but, um, basmati rice. And, um, she has wonderful, these really great rice dishes, um, that, uh, recipes for those that she has in her book too. And I love, um, basmati. So like, and you know, like a birani rice and this one, and there's one that she does that has chicken in it, but she has other ones that are just veggie based, but I love her rice dishes like lemon rice, um, rices with, um, with herbs, uh, really wonderful things. So I really want to get some more basmati, but yes, in answer to your question, I am going to be cooking something from this, this book, probably this weekend. Uh, my book, not technically, uh, we talked about in this past, but it's not technically a cookbook per se. 
It's called the Flavor Bible. It's winner of the James Beard Awards uh, back in 2009. So basically, it allows you to develop your own recipes using sort of this. It's kind of a reference book. Let's put it that way. There's a bunch of ingredients in here, and it's cross-reference. And basically, it allows you to figure out what works with what. And like, like it's really kind of cool what combinations. It gives you kind of like an inspiration to work from. It's So it doesn't look like a traditional cookbook, as I said before. It's just a, kind of a listicle of recipes and pairings. And um, like, I'm just going to go through one and pick up um, fennel seeds. I don't know why I turned to fennel seeds. So it goes like, fennel seeds, taste, sweet, weight, light, volume, quite, quite medium. Tips, add near end of cooking process. And then they list ingredients that work well. You can you can add fennel seeds to from everything from apples to bully base to cabbage to lentils. And that's how it breaks it down. They give you some little highlights of dishes that people have done with these pairings. Um, there's everything from coconut milk. So it's, it's literally thousands of ingredients. Um, and it goes through this really well. And it gives you some ideas if you're bored trying to figure out what to cook or you have these ingredients, you look, oh, what do I have in my kitchen? Go to this book, figure out what is there, and see what you can make. Um, so it's, it's really useful. I, I love this book. When I'm blocked and want to do something different, I'm like, I got a recipe. And I'm like, I don't really like that recipe. What can I do to use something else in this recipe? Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a great book. It's called The Flavor Bible if you want to develop your own recipes. And I think that's a great project during these, during these uh, uncertain times to sit around and, you know, let's create some or new, new dishes, new ideas. Well, that about does it for uh, this week's This Bites with Ann and myself. This Bites is edited by Kenny Perez. Handcrafted sonic inspiration comes from the License Lab with support from Society Insurance and your membership. Subscribe to this podcast at RadioMilwaukee.org slash This Bites. You can find us on iTunes, NPR, Spotify, Spotify, <laughs> Spotify, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Remember, feedback is important, so please rate and review. And as always, Anne, you stay hungry. And keep the malort cold. <laughs>